0: Stop looking at porn and win back your freedom for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to, learning to be proud of the man you are, and making life so good that porn becomes irrelevant. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach, and I've been coaching guys on this for many years now, and have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that. I'm using this podcast to share what I've learned and what I continue to learn on the way with real client examples from the hands-on work I do with clients day in and day out. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn now.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danny Pullman, and as usual, I am so glad you're here. If you like what you've been hearing, please go give me ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I uh, always appreciate that. So today, we're talking about a few things I've noticed with uh, a couple clients and just some blocks that are getting in the way of him taking his next steps, and he's feeling kind of flustered, and he's just joined up a new with a lot of this stuff that he's learning in the program. And uh, anyway, I wanted to kind of talk through some of those blocks that can come up for people and, and uh, offer some paradigm shifts and strategies to help clear things up in a way that makes things simpler, easier, uh, clearer, and uh, helps you actually take next steps forward without so much uh, hustle and willpower, forcefulness, right? And then also we're going to talk about... Um, just some basics of why your brain, why it feels like your brain overdesires porn, right? Like what's actually going on? Let's understand some of the science behind it. Uh, so many people, they judge themselves and think it's just something wrong with me for overdesiring this thing called porn that I think is bad or learned was bad. And, and um, when you start learning about how the brain works, it helps so much to dispel the shame and and you start realizing just how powerful you are and where your power is and that you have so many options to retrain your brain. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Let's start out with the client example. Okay. So he, like I said, just getting started in the program and, and was flustered and confused, frustrated with just trying to figure out next steps. Okay. And, um, And I realized what we realized together is that he is believing something about himself. Maybe, I don't know, using his age or his situation or uh, there's something about him and his situation that is in the way of him being able to comprehend this new stuff he's learning in the program. And so he's been spending time kind of being confused and not taking the next steps forward. And yes, we can help create some clarity for him, right? Um, <clears throat> but also, a lot of this has to do with what's going on in his mind. And so this is what we started talking about, right? Um, is like, let's notice that belief and realize that it's optional. And what if we let it go? And <laughs> what if we start say, changing the narrative and saying, you know what? You, as you are, can learn some new things here, can figure out the next step to take. And like you, where you are and as you are in the situation you are, can do all of this, right? Like if there's a part of you that just thinks, well, yeah, like some people can, but because of this, this, and this for me, I just can't. You're not gonna go take those next steps or want to go take those next steps, right? So we pointed this out uh, to him. And and then what we did is we went through together and answered some of his really basic questions. We started creating some new evidence together just at his pace and, and uh, showed him that he can start understanding and getting clear on some next steps, right? So, so um, another thing that was happening with him is he seemed a little bit in a hurry. And hurrying in my experience, slows things down <laughs> with this kind of work. Okay? Because we're retraining the brain and some people usually the reason they're in a hurry is they either think their goal's not possible or they're thinking that they get to finally feel worthy once they achieve their goal. And um, neither of those things are true, right? Your goal is possible and you're already worthy now before you even go achieve your goal. And so um, when we reframe it that way Suddenly, it's easier to slow down, and and then you can just be curious and learn from what's going on in your brain and shift your patterns, make transformations happen for you. And anyway, so just a reminder like, uh, if you're in a hurry, it can be signs of those things. And uh, let's take the hurry out of this and be willing to play the long game. It makes such a difference. And it actually, ironically, makes things faster, right? Um, and then he, uh, as we created this evidence together and as he let go this belief that he's with his situation can't do it he started to move forward more he started to feel better about things okay another thing that was blocking him was that um it seems like he was a little bit more focused on like finding the right answer or that like a lot of what we learn is okay thoughts create results and we have powerful tools to help show what our brain's doing break it down in a practical way that if you keep practicing with, just makes all the difference. And, and he was a little bit consumed with trying to find the right way of thinking and judging himself for having the wrong way of thinking. And this was making it high pressure and hard to take next steps forward. And anyway, so what we talked about was an alternative way, right? right so again, we slowed down. We met him where he's at. We created some evidence that he can start understanding one thing at a time. And then we focused on one question at a time, and then I offered to him that like for me, i when I got started on this stuff too it I had that good and bad, right or wrong, correct, incorrect way of thinking um, that was kind of getting in the way, right and and so I asked him, um, if that's helping and how it makes him feel, and we got you know to talking through all that, and he realized that's not really helping and so then it. We were like, okay, then what might help you more? And he's like, well, I want to think that I'm on the right track. And um, and what I pointed out to him is like, okay, if you can do that. But if you have an idea that you're on the right track, then what happens when you find a thought that's contradictory to that happening within you? If you believe that there's a right track... Then that means that you're going to use, it's going to, it might come back and bite you with the wrong track at some point. And do we want to do that? And he's like, oh yeah, I see. Like believing the one direction of that actually has a flip side to it. Okay. And so something that really helped me early on that I shared with him is shifting from right, wrong, correct, incorrect, good, bad ways of thinking to what's helpful, what's less helpful, what serves me best now, what doesn't serve me anymore, Right and these words just have so much less weight judgment and shame associated with them that it uh, for me freed up so much space and i've seen it with so many people too um it's just a relief like oh yeah it's we don't have to like try to be right let's just experiment and see what works what doesn't and what helps and what doesn't help so much and it can be more playful and light and when you get playful and light and gentle and compassionate and patient with the human brain man it responds well and so much better than shame and impatience and get it right or else and it's amazing like it, it can make all the difference anyway so i shared that with him and he really liked it and he started playing around with it kind of trying it on and i was like so how does that feel for you as you try that on he's like yeah it actually it feels lighter and easier and simpler and i was like well then great i mean so what's more helpful (laughs) and he's like yeah it feels more helpful to do it the lighter easier simpler way and then he was more clear on how to keep taking those next steps. Um, so it's it's fun to watch uh, people process this stuff. And there's something powerful about doing it with a coach, uh, with a person who's witnessing you without any judgment. It's, it's just so fun. I love this stuff. I love these little transformations that lead to big results as people just keep showing up and practicing. So um, those are the first few things I wanted to share. And then I wanted to share some basics on... What is going on with your brain? Like, why does your brain over-desire porn, right? A um, couple different concepts here that are just super useful to know. Okay, number one is the motivational triad, all right? I probably talked about this in an old podcast episode way back when, but we're gonna talk about it again. Motivational triad is a tendency of the brain to pursue three things, okay? The three things are seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be energy efficient. In other words, try to use as little energy as possible, right? The motivational triad. These are three things that the human brain has evolved to be motivated by. Um, It's not the only thing that motivates the brain, but it's their kind of default ways of of operating that our human brain takes. And so this is important to know because especially a lot of... uh, It's really not just religious people, but a lot of religious people, they learn all these ideals of, you know, hard work and don't be lazy and be righteous. And it's really not just religious people, I know, Um, but it can be magnified in certain religious settings, right? Um, And so then when you have these thoughts like, oh, let's maybe let's go look at porn or uh, maybe I don't want to do my work right now or... You know, maybe I don't want to go help that person serve, do service for that person right now. Whatever it is, um, we can judge the heck out of ourselves. Like, oh man, I should want this more. Like, I should, I shouldn't even want porn. I should want to help that person more. I, I should be just wanting to work harder and not have this lazy part of me. Right? They just, uh, they judge themselves and they make it mean something's wrong with them. Okay, but the truth is. I mean, what I think truth is and what science would suggest is these are parts of the human brain that are part of the evolution of the human brain, right? Like our ancestors that were the ones who survived and didn't die off before they could have babies, the traits that helped them survive long enough to have babies got passed on. And these are some key traits that are really helpful for surviving, right? This motivational triad, the three things, seek pleasure, avoid pain, be energy efficient. They are really good for surviving. But when you want to do more than just survive, when you want to thrive, when you want to live your best life, learn, grow, transform, these three things, like just surviving is a pretty low bar, right? That's not, I don't think that's the goal for most of us here. Like we want to do a lot more than just survive. <laughs> just surviving is sounds lame. Right. Um, I know we have those times where we got to go through survival mode, but like, don't we want our goals to be more than just like, let's see if I can stay alive today? And I think it used to be that way. I think it it really was survival, like thousands, thousands of years ago. Nowadays, it's not, and I'm so grateful. We live in a great time that way. Um, the problem is the human brain, the way it evolved here, it worked really well back in that situation, but it doesn't uh always fit as naturally with modern day environment and circumstances right we have all these man-made pleasures nowadays and that's what i want to talk about next is well first of all like use this motivational triad to your advantage and next time that you notice your brain having a pattern or a thought or something like that in a moment that's you know maybe not in line with the goals of your higher self um Rather than judge yourself for it, what if we just make room for it, be like, oh, I've got a human brain, and it's kind of supposed to be doing that. It's supposed to make suggestions that would help save me energy and avoid pain and seek pleasure. Like, thank you. What if we just thank our human brain for trying to help, right? And don't make it something wrong with us. If anything, just say, hey, this is an organ in my body, this human brain, and this is part of how it operates. And it's not good or bad. I mean, maybe it is just good. Like it's, it's working by design, <laughs> right? Like it's, it can actually be a good thing that you had a thought about going and being lazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, like our, your brain's working just right. So we don't need to tell ourselves something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with my brain. I'm diseased, I'm defective. Um, cause what if you're not at all and you're just right, your brain's just right. And then yes, we can learn skills, We can train our brain in new ways that allow us to live more in line with our goals and achieve those goals, right? Absolutely. But it's harder to do that in a sustainable way that actually transforms your brain when you're so focused on judging yourself. So that's why I love understanding this motivational triad. And then along with that, we have what are called false pleasures and natural pleasures, okay? Um, Now, false pleasures are, let's start with natural pleasures like i said with humans how they evolved and the conditions they evolved in forever and ever ago the way the brain works uh fit really well with that environment and so if they go seek pleasure you know they're going to be doing really natural things like seeking warmth or food or sex with that one person that one time or um with their partner or uh Or they're going to be avoiding pain and you know back then cutting your finger it could get infected and you could die from like a finger cut so avoiding pain was a top priority because pain is a signal like hey this could kill us and it really could kill them back then more than it can nowadays um and then be energy efficient like let's save energy for when we need to run from that lion that's trying to eat us right um we need to be ready for that and so let's kind of be safe in the cave, and and seek the pleasure, avoid the pain, and save the energy, and help them survive. And it worked great, right? Because here we are, their descendants. Um, but then false pleasures come along, and those are man-made, concentrated versions of pleasure that give an unnatural release of dopamine in your brain. Dopamine is a pleasure chemical that has to do with anticipating pleasure and experiencing pleasure, and it also is something your brain highly prioritizes and thinks it it needs it to survive. Anything that has dopamine attached to it, your brain is like, that is important to our survival. We need that, let's prioritize it. It's life or death, and at least the lower part of your brain, okay? So examples of false pleasures uh, can be things like porn, right? Like porn is different than sex, it's not sex, but it fools our brain into thinking that sex and it's like man-made concentrated fake sex that also gives an unnaturally high amount of dopamine release. And then what happens is your receptors in your brain that receive that dopamine and say, Oh, pleasure, fire off the pleasure. They get overloaded with it. And it's like, Whoa, we need to like tone down how we receive this dopamine because there's a lot extra, a lot of extra right now. And so those receptors uh, become less sensitive to the dopamine and they get downregulated as part of terminology and then um then it requires more and more dopamine to feel the same amount of pleasure and that's why things like pornography or alcohol or sugar or flour are other versions of this uh man-made concentrated right and um drugs and you know gambling and online shopping video games can be other sort of versions of this where it's just not natural and like instant and concentrated man-made for our human brains and how they evolved. And so we're in this new environment compared to our ancestors and these false pleasures, they can throw off our brain and we can go out of balance. And so there's a reason that you've felt out of balance and like you've been over-desiring porn or other false pleasures and nothing's wrong with you for it, right? Like you were never taught how to manage your brain in a way that, helps you to train it to not get all out of balance with that. So um, so we want to just understand this stuff about our, this science, about our brains, so we can take the shame out of it, right? Like, oh, yeah, like, of course, you have been over desiring porn, right? Of course you have, because there's all this dopamine that comes with it. And you haven't ever been taught the skills of how to retrain your brain to handle that, right? So um, makes a lot of sense. And you make a lot of sense. Your brain's working just right. And this can just be such a, you know, relieving, powerful knowledge to have. That's why I wanted to share it in the podcast today. And then the other thing to understand is you actually have two parts of your brain involved. You have an upper part of your brain and a lower part of your brain. The lower part of your brain does your automatic thinking and it's good at creating strong impulses in the moment. It's it will really prioritize that motivational triad. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, save energy. Your upper brain is where you can plan and imagine and, uh, and pretend and analyze and problem solve. And it's what separates us from the animals, right? It's probably the most powerful tool on the planet and um, very underutilized by a lot of us, but... Still the most powerful tool on the planet. And um, and so your lower brain, this is why it feels like there are two parts of you in the moment. Your lower brain is like, here's an urge. We got to go get all that dopamine right now. And the dopamine tells your brain, like, repeat that behavior. So if you practice this behavior a lot, then that dopamine says, hey, brain, repeat this. Don't only repeat the porn part, but repeat the urge part that helps lead to the porn. Also, repeat those uncomfortable feelings that made us want to go and have the urge part to go and look at the porn, right? Like the dopamine reinforces patterns big time. And you can use this to your advantage. But when you haven't known about it, then it's almost like you've accidentally trained your brain to over desire this thing and to create uh, all these urges for this thing that you can also reduce and unlearn all of this. Okay. So, so um, your lower brain is really good at creating creating those impulses in the moment. And your upper brain is uh, what we want to learn how to use more skillfully and more intentionally. I like to think of that upper brain kind of like as the trainer and the lower brain is like the dog that you're training or the the horse or uh, whatever helps you feel really dignified. I love dogs, so I don't, find it demeaning to say that part of my brain is dog brain. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself being around my dog Maverick. <laughs> I love that about I'm a dog. Um and uh and look at him. Like he has zero shame. He just like lays there with his balls hanging out, legs spread on his back and like, here's my body, here I am. And just like no shame. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Um dogs are so good at being present. So You can train your dog brain with your trainer brain, okay? Uh, And that's what we kind of need to do to learn how to do life sustainably without porn. And um, anyway, I wanted to break this down for you. Like if you feel like some people make this mean like, oh, I'm so out of integrity and, and like I'm this person in these situations and this person in these. And like there actually are two parts of your brain involved so yes, there is accountability, there's honesty and integrity that is a real thing. But also, like, let's make room for having this sort of split brain, because that's how it actually works. It's supposed to be that way. And it can be really uncomfortable when your upper brain is disagreeing with your lower brain about whether to look at porn, and, and then that's so uncomfortable, but you wanna, your brain's like, well, let's go get the pleasure to distract from all that discomfort now. Right, So let's go look at porn to help us not feel so uncomfortable disagreeing with ourselves and our brain. <laughs> so uh, hopefully this is helping to just add some awareness and give you some language to understand what's going on with you and to just take the shame out of it. right? And so what do we do with this? Basically, when it comes to a false pleasure like porn, for example, um do we want to leave our lower brain just making all the shots calling all the shots with porn right with a false pleasure there's no right or wrong on that but if you're out of balance with one of these behaviors around a false pleasure then then that's a sign that you can bring your upper brain into the mix more you can learn some tools and some skills that help you to navigate this more effectively because your upper brain is actually far more powerful than your lower brain especially when you learn how to use it more skillfully with proper tools and so that's like what the whole Chainbreaker program it, i mean a big piece of it is set up for is like here's some science-based tools specifically designed for for building this skill for using your upper brain more skillfully to all the shots to train your lower brain right and then you just keep showing up practicing with them and 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 your lower brain's desire and urges for porn reduce over time because if your brain can learn it it can unlearn it because brains can change okay um that's another theme just to take out of today like brains you can retrain your brains you can learn new things like some of these things, maybe not right. Uh, when it comes to the motivational triad, I think it might be more helpful to not say, let's train the motivational triad out of us. Like that's deeply embedded in our evolution and, and maybe just kind of part of how the brain operates, but do our brains just naturally desire pornography? No, that's a learned behavior. And do they naturally over-desire pornography? No, you've just used the, that dopamine to reinforce and tell your brain to create more and more desire and more and more urges for it. And you can unlearn that. And then you can have your brain focused more on the natural pleasure version of sex, which is real sex, right? And um, anyway, so that's one of the things I love about this program that we teach guys is how to have a more skilled approach with your upper brain to train your lower brain. And then it, that's part of what makes it not a big willpower battle because you're training your lower brain to have less of that desire, less of those urges from the inside out. So then you don't have to do the big willpower battle, which doesn't work anyway, right? The willpower battle just adds all sorts of more uncomfortable resistance that then you want to go your brain wants to go avoid that pain and discomfort and get the pleasure from looking at porn. So the willpower battle is not the answer. All right, we right, let's get more effective with where we direct our willpower. Uh, hopefully, this helped you today to yeah, get a bit clearer on all, the, all of that. If you have any questions, follow-up questions, go up, feel free to email me. If you hear this and you're like, oh, man, I love this, and I've got to find out more about how to have ninja upper brain skills to retrain my lower brain so that I can quit this habit once and for all, which is absolutely possible for yes you in your situation as you are starting where you are like if that is you then don't wait start right now go to my website click on the link in the show notes click to schedule a free strategy call let's talk let's meet let's talk about what next steps can be for you whether that's going through and working with us in this program or maybe we refer you to something else that's a better fit with where you're at and what you're looking for right we just want to help you that that calls free and just about helping you get clear on your next steps it is low pressure uh we're not doing the hard sell i promise you uh if it's a fit it fits if not you just leave with more clarity and more power to take your next steps forward okay so come do it right now don't wait i want to meet you See you guys. If you enjoy
0: listening to the how to stop looking at porn and win back your freedom podcast, you have to come check out the chain breaker program. It's my group coaching program through my chain breaker coach app, where you get access to regular group coaching calls and or one on one coaching calls, training modules, tools, a community of like-minded guys where we take all of this great information and learn to actually implement it in a game-changing way that works. This is about so much more than just a porn habit. Join us at dannypullman.com forward slash work with me. Don't forget to spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N, become a chain breaker and learn to unchain your personal power. And remember... The power to make the changes you want is already there. It's just a matter of learning to access it.